Hey listeners, one of my favorite people who's helped me, I can't even explain how much this woman has helped me in my life, is Martha Jignowski. She's coming on to do this particular show with me today, and I'll say this, I was utterly exhausted doing this show, and Martha puts me into deep meditation, so I think I was close to falling asleep in the beginning, and then we rallied towards the midpoint of the show. It's just a process with Martha. I thought about editing the whole beginning of the show out, and I thought, you know, this is real life. This is what happens. So please stay through through the whole thing on this show. We really get into some great, great topics towards the later part of the show. Thanks for joining us. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show... After several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Martha Jignowski is with us again and we finally came up with a name for this series, which will eventually be her own show. And, you know, these things come to us. We don't, we know you don't push these things. They come when they're supposed to. So here it is, the (laughs) healing, the healing room. Martha, what are we talking about today in the healing room? Well, Kristen, I, I got up this morning and I, you know, was, was talking to my people and I said, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Because we have a show to do and nothing had come to me prior to that. And, um, I know enough about how things work to just sit tight. It'll be okay. No problem. And then all of a sudden it came to me in, in, in one fell swoop. And as I was working with a client this morning, um, I had to to chuckle because I, I and I think she thought I was maybe a little loony at that point because I just started chuckling, and and I told her that what she was talking to me about is exactly what came to me this morning uh, regarding what we were going to discuss on the show today. So <laughs> you know, multiple uh, you know confirmations uh, usually tell me that we're on the right track. So um, what I was what I was thinking about was uh, two things actually, and I'll start with um, a really powerful teaching moment that I had 
over the weekend that was very, very disturbing and upsetting. And yet mm. when everything was said and done, it, it was really kind of a miracle. And um, I had gotten a text message from my one of my very, very closest friends, and she was uh, having issues with one of her children, uh, adult child. And she was a little irritated, and um, I was a little upset at that because, as you know, my son passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, she proceeded to tell me why she was upset and, you know, why can't this kid learn and, and on and on. And I went from zero to ballistic in about, oh, I don't know, five seconds. <laughs> and yeah, I know. And what I normally do when something upsets me like that is I'll walk away and collect myself, calm myself down and, um, you know, approach it differently. Well, I didn't. I got right on the keyboard and I just let it rip. And I was ticked off. How dare you? Your children are alive. What do you mean? And I just went off on this poor woman. <laughs> and I walked away from the computer and then I proceeded to dump all this on my husband, who is smart enough and wise enough to know that he needs to just sit there <laughs> and just look at me lovingly and not say anything. And... um I, and he did, and I walked away from that, having spread more discontent. And I came back into my house, and I said, this is wrong, I'm wrong. And I realized that what I was doing was, I wasn't punishing her necessarily, but what I was thinking was, you know, she knows that my son died and how dare she have issues with her own children. Like all of a sudden that can't happen anymore for anybody because of my situation, right? And I realized in that moment that life is going to go on regardless of what's going on in my space. And I cannot expect people to, um, you know, walk on eggshells around me. They have their lives. Everybody is living their lives and they're, they're having their dramas and their exchanges with everyone. And if I'm going to be a friend, I can't do that kind of thing. I have to be able to be there fully, no matter what the situation is. Right. And and I felt such shame. Oh, I was just horrified with myself. So I got back on and I sent her a text and I apologized profusely. And I, you know, offered my shoulder if she needed to talk. And she came back to me and she said, it doesn't matter, hon. I love you. <laughs> and that's all and and like okay I wanted the floor to open up and swallow me whole I was just so mortified and I am you know eternally grateful that I have a friend who is that empathetic and that willing to be there for me 
even when I go off the rails a little bit. And um, it brought me to uh, a point where I was thinking um, about holding space for people. We, we've all heard that phrase, you know, I'm going to hold space for you, or would you hold space for me? And really, what does that mean? I don't know right. that anybody really knows. And we've all heard it. And, and I thought, well, okay, let's explore that. And, and um, I realized also in the uh, meditation that I'm, I'm working on to, to get online, uh, that the, the people who were in this meditation were doing that very thing. They were holding space for me. And um, so looking at it, what, you know, what do we do when we hold space for somebody? And I remembered back when my children were small and they would get sick. And what I would do for them is make a little healing space. I got fresh linens out and I fixed up the couch so that they could watch TV and watch all their favorite shows. And I would get them on the couch and tuck them in and you know, the linen smelled so good and fresh and the blankets were warm and I tucked them in and I would rub their back and uh, make them their favorite soup. And I realized that I was holding space for them. Mm -hmm. They were ill. They didn't feel good. And I was giving them a place that was comfortable and peaceful where they could rest and I was standing watch over the world on their behalf. They weren't able to manage their lives for themselves at that moment because they were weak and vulnerable. So I was the sentry on guard and I was keeping everything away from them that was harmful or uh, uncomfortable uh, or unhappy, I was standing watch for them. And I did that for my children. And when I was a nurse, I did that for my patients. And I do that now for my clients. When my clients come into my home for a session, basically what I am doing is saying to them, this, is, this place right here and right now is safe. You can do whatever you need to do, express whatever you need to express, and be totally honest and laugh, cry, scream, yell, whatever you need to do. You can do it here because it's safe to do so, and I'm standing watch for you. I will keep you safe in the surroundings while you do your healing work. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, that's what holding space means. If I'm going to hold space for someone, I'm going to keep them surrounded by love and compassion, empathy. I'm going to keep all negative bad stuff away. And in the healing process, uh, and particularly people who are dealing with grief, they need that. We need that because if you're dealing with, let's like in my own situation, the loss of your child, 
the entire universe feels very unsafe. Because if you can lose a child, anything can happen. Right. And you feel very unsure of of your your safety. And and you know when I uh, when we discussed this before in in the, the the other couple of shows that we did about grief, uh, and in the article that I wrote, I I discussed how to help yourself to heal from this. You may not have access to someone, um, you know, who does what I do. Um, and really, in the real world, we need to learn how to be our own healers anyway. Right. And finding a, a, a way to hold space for yourself is absolutely vital, I think. And I'm finding that out. And... Um, you know, I'll I'll talk about a couple of ways that we can do that, but we we have to think about this because we need to continue to live. You know, if we have a loved one who died or we're suffering grief of any kind from any loss that has impacted us on such a primal level, we don't feel safe. So it behooves us to make a place for ourselves that does feel safe. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I thought, well, you know, what am I doing to do that? And, and I realized um, that I hadn't been doing enough. And so taking a, a clue from uh, what I'd written in the article about, um, you know, getting all of those, all of that buried stress out of your body, you need to do things to work your body, get some energy work, which is absolutely the best thing you can do. Um, do yoga, do Tai Chi, go for a walk and get a massage, do something that's going to work your body. And, and I, well, I'm not going to go walking anywhere. I just don't have to get up and go to do it. And I'm just being honest. So I decided <laughs> I would pick a couple of things and do them. And, and at first it felt like I was pampering myself. And it's like, I don't want to pamper myself. This is ridiculous. And it's not pampering. You know, when I, when you think about going to get a massage or whatever, um, you know, you're, you're just pampering yourself. And, right. and I, you know, I, I decided to reframe that. It's not pampering yourself. This is for your survival. This is right. for your well-being. And so I decided I'm going to go get massages now. And, and I get my first one tomorrow and I'm very excited about it. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I know, right? I mean, why do we deny ourselves these things and and you know these are questions I think we need to ask ourselves um you know look my son died and I am not about pampering myself this is it's just not in the cards yet I cannot go and get my nails done I mean I never do anyway but um I could not go get a pedicure because it just doesn't seem right to me but doing when I frame it differently it makes sense this is for my survival 
this is for my healing. It's not because I want to go out and look cute, you know, or whatever. So I would suggest to people out there that if you are going through a, a grief process of any kind, I don't care if you've, you know, just lost a pet, if you've lost your, your, your parent or a sibling or a child or your pet bird, you know, pain is pain. And we internalize it and, you know, we don't differentiate if it's a bird or a, a person. If we right. feel grief because of it, it's just grief. And it has the same impact. So, you know, it doesn't matter what it is you're grieving. If you're feeling that way, let's start thinking about holding space for yourself and thinking about doing it for your survival and not, not just to pamper yourself. And, and that made a big, di made a big difference in my thinking. And, um, um, it made me feel proactive. It made me feel like I really am participating in my own healing process. And, and I think that's important. So, yeah, so many so, of us don't, we don't take action and part of, yes, you need to move your body in some way, even like you said, it's just yoga or you took a walk or, or what have you. Um, and sometimes you need to just sleep for a yes. or just to sit for a long time, yeah. but it's also um, doing, taking action picking up the phone to initiate something, doing some kind of action towards your healing yes. helps you bring your power back into yourself. Well, it's so important because I, you know, I, I mean, you, you've known me long enough to know that, you know, I, I will say to you, look, I don't do anything for you. I mean, I do energy work and that is for your benefit, but my goal with all of my clients is to teach them how to be their own healer and give them ways that uh, they can take home and, and incorporate into their daily lives that add to uh, their uh, healing repertoire. I think that's important. Nobody needs to be dependent on a healer or anybody else. Let's learn how to take responsibility for our own healing. So this is what I try to teach people. And so let's think of some ways where we can um, hold space for ourselves. Because if we don't do this for ourselves, we're not going to be good for anybody in a very short period of time. Right. And, and that's just the plain old truth. So, you know, you had mentioned sleeping and, you know, anybody who is going through a grieving process will tell you that sleep has left the building. And, um, and I thought, well, what can we do to encourage uh, rest? You know, let's not go into it thinking, all right, I'm going to lay in my bed and I'm going to sleep now, doggone it. How can I rest? What would make me feel restful? And, and I remembered, again, you know, what I did for my kids, I would get fresh linens out and, and just make a, a ceremony of it. Get yourself some fresh, clean linen, 
beautiful linen. If you can manage it, you deserve it. You've earned it. Get yourself some nice linens. Make your bed. Freshen it up. Put, put a beautiful blanket on your bed or a beautiful comforter. Fluff up your pillows. And then climb into this beautiful, freshly made, wonderfully scented bed and just curl up. Not with the goal of going to sleep, but just getting in there and feeling it and smelling it and allowing that beautiful essence to just kind of seep into your body. And I think if we do that enough, we're going we're gonna to get some rest out of this. We're not getting into bed thinking, oh, here I go again, you know, another sleepless night tossing and turning. Reframe it. You're getting into this beautiful bed and you're just resting. And then let your body do what it does. And, um, and that's, that's one thing we can do. Get a movie on your computer. Climb into your bed with a bowl of popcorn. Watch a movie at two o'clock in the afternoon if you can do it or whenever, but just cuddle yourself up and watch a movie that you've been wanting to see. You're holding space for yourself. You're giving yourself a break from all of that constant mind chatter. And you're allowing yourself a little period of time where that is over there and this goodness is in my lap right now. And that's what I'm going to think about. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes, very yeah. much so. And I can see this for grieving anything in your life. Anything. You said, and also just dealing with other things in life as well. The mental health challenges, physical health challenges, you know, Certainly. anything going on. Well, I think the key to remember here is that we we need to stop thinking about um all the time anyway, you know, what we have to do for everybody else and putting ourselves at the bottom of the list, you know, because at the end of the day, you are alone with yourself. And if you've given too much away, what do you have left to heal your body, to heal your mind, to heal your spirit? You don't have the resources to do that. So before too long, you're not going to be able to do anything for anybody else. So it's not pampering. It's not, you know, ignoring people. It's not putting everybody at the bottom of your list. It's holding a space for healing for yourself so that you can continue to live and do what you want to do for other people. And, and if we reframe it that way, I think it makes a big difference. It does. You're giving yourself permission to actually go through the grieving process. Sure, sure. And, you know, if you're dealing with with an illness of some sort, resting your mind is probably one of the biggest things you can do and one of the best things you can do. Um, You know, what goes on in our mind affects our body. We know that. And when you get into a stress response. It's generally a feedback loop with your mind. Uh, You're stressed out and you know it. And because you know it, you're going to be stressed out and on and on it goes. And if we can, if we can work on that aspect of, uh, of our, our beingness, we would be able to manage things a lot easier. 
But anything that is going on in your life that doesn't feel good, I don't care what it is, really. If you broke a fingernail today and you're crying, go spend some time with yourself. (laughs) I did this the other day. What two of our podcasters, Sherry and Jan Simmons, they do the show called Which Way? And it's their mother and daughter. And they talk about generational trauma and um, they're amazing. And uh, they were joking with me saying, you have such a great voice, Kristen. We wish you'd read us a bet. You could read us a bedtime story. And this was all joking, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they were paying me a compliment. They weren't kidding. They were sincere in their compliment. But so I went ahead and I found a book um, by this wonderful author named Debbie Gliori, who I've had on my show. And she does children's books and she's a beautiful illustrator, but she's also struggled with severe bouts of depression throughout her life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she did an adult book with these beautiful pictures that's about depression. And I thought, well, I'm going to read that book and record it and send the recording to my friends. And then I'm going to buy them her book. And this is kind of a joke, funny, haha. Um, and I did that. I recorded it, um, sent it to or my wonderful editor, Joe, and cleaned it up a little bit and I sent it to them and I bought them the book. So I told them, you can't listen to this until you have the present I bought for you in your hands. And I gave them instructions on mm-hmm. what they need to be doing and so on when they have the present and then they hit play and I'll be reading them the story. Right. <laughs> and you know, it was just very sweet. It was, it's a short book. It's not a long book at all. It's just a few words per page. It's, it's, it's like a children's book in that respect, but I read it mm-hmm. and I recorded this, um, two days ago and I literally, I, there's a recording of me on my computer that will never see the light of day where I just lost it. I just lost it in the middle of reading wow. this book. And I, and I forgot to, I was so in my tears because I understood the book, you know, that's been most of my life, those severe bouts of depression, not anymore, but forever, you know, for as long as I can remember. And I just bawled, like I haven't bawled in a long time. And I, and I hadn't stopped the recording. So when I was done and I was like, well, I need to re, um, I need to obviously redo that. I noticed it was still going and I went, you're going to save that and put it tucked away on your computer somewhere. And maybe you'll listen to it yourself crying and maybe you won't, but I, I saved it. I shoved it away. And then it took me four more times of recording it to get through it without crying and the fifth time mm. was the charm. I um I recorded it. Um didn't didn't cry during. Not that there would have been anything wrong with that, but that wasn't part of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And um it was nice to just do that, have that experience and to let myself just cry. What was it about that, do you think, that that made you uh respond that way? Um, just that it reminded me of those times when I felt, cause it's about, she uses dragons in, in it, you know, when the dragons come for you and she's dra- the dragon is depression. 
Yeah. And I just remember, I remember, I remember, I mean, I just remember feeling yeah. that and it just brought up a lot of tears and we've had, I've had a lot going on in my life lately that's been so good everywhere I look, there's a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. I mean, there's just so many wonderful things while also dealing with the stuff that life flings at you that definitely isn't fun, friendly, or wonderful. So it's been super interesting to have this tremendous amount of joy and abundance and create it, creativity and respect and um, wonder while at the same time having to sling hash because that's what life yeah. throws at you. <laughs> well, do, did, do you, did it remind you of how you felt when you were depressed or the, the no, it didn't it remind me. Of- no, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it, that wasn't the feeling of it. It wasn't that, Oh, I'm, it was more just, gosh, I remember those times. It was, it was tears around how much I love myself now that I haven't for years, but now I can look at Kristen during those times and have so much compassion for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. That's what and the tears were about. That is, I think, one of the healthiest things that I've heard anybody say recently. Uh, and I'll explain <laughs> why, really. Because look at, you know, we go through all these traumas in our life, right? And they're so impactful. You know, they feel like a gut punch to the soul. And, you know, we go about our business and we do what we need to do to get by. And, you know, maybe after a while we're feeling better and we just, okay, I feel better. We can move on. But we never really eat release the energy and emotion of all those traumas and when you said that it brought you to tears what I saw was you releasing all of that emotion and the energy of those times when you felt depressed and not so good about your life Mm -hmm. and that's very therapeutic and it's very very helpful and and I would suggest that that you know and and that again goes with you know holding space for yourself, allowing yourself to have those moments where you become very very vulnerable, and allow yourself to feel the emotions that that you're burying inside, with the goal of releasing them. You know, this is, this is very, very important. So congratulations, my friend, you did good work. I've I've actually been crying more lately Mm. during this tremendous amount of joy and wonder and amazement. I've actually been crying more and having to tell myself, there's nothing wrong here. You're just releasing emotion. You got a lot in your life that's amazing. And most of the time I'm crying happy tears. I mean, today I was at uh, the facility where my horse is boarded and this amazing, strong, incredible young woman that runs it. Um, Kayla, shout out to you. I told you I'd be talking about you on shows. Um, (laughs) She 
did a, um, she's training me and teaching me how to properly care for a horse and put a saddle on it and all that. Cause I, you know, when I was a kid and I rode horses all the time, I just jumped on their back and we, you know, we had a pad or something. We were, I don't even know how the parents of, of us allowed all the places and stuff that we did with these horses. But anyway, <laughs> I had no proper training and we learned, she, she wanted to test my horse to say, well, you know, what is it that she knows? What has she been taught? Because we have no history really about her. And it's so funny that her name is Secret because we realize today uh-huh. how apropos that name is because she's been keeping yeah. a secret. She's had thousands of dollars worth of training. This horse knows how to jump. She beautifully, not just that she's been trained to jump, she knows how to jump elegantly she knows western wow. english she she knows how to do all these amazing things that i don't even know what they're properly called but i sat and i watched this young woman working with her and she was like oh my gosh oh my gosh can you believe it she was having a blissful experience as an experienced rider riding my horse that i essentially got for free and i just sat there weeping i just i wept tears of joy and amazement and oh my gosh I'm so lucky um and that's a wonderful thing that's a wonderful thing because for many many years I didn't cry at all about anything good or bad why do you think that is because if you let a little bit of steam out of the tea kettle during those times Uh I was so tightly wound and protecting myself and I was afraid that if I even lift the lid, I would never survive it. And, you know, I think that that's a pretty common uh, way of feeling, especially if you haven't been uh, particularly nurtured with a great deal of understanding and empathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I'm talking about, holding space for yourself and going in, you know, finding a little place somewhere in your home or outside where you can just go and express yourself freely. I think that people are afraid of that because, you know, the floodgates are going to open and I'm going to, you know, go off into crazy land and never come back. (laughs) That's what it feels like. And, and, you know, the more, when you talk about it on the radio, you give people permission. You give people not just permission, but you also give them a little bit of courage because if you can do it, I can do it. And and I think that's incredible. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I've learned too <laughs> that um, I will never, I, I won't allow this kind of conversation to uh, go on anymore. I don't have to go to counseling because I listen to your shows, Kristen. So, listeners, uh, I'm telling you right now, that is not how it works. No. Go to counseling for yourself. Uh, yeah. Do you cannot have a spiritual or an emotional bypass to your growth. You cannot. No. I would be doing that and thinking that you're getting something so you don't need to go do the actual grind of of counseling is like if I were to go to lunch with my friend who's a triathlete 
and think that just because I go to lunch with her every week, somehow her, all the hard sweat and grit she puts into being an athlete is somehow, somehow going to, you know, magically rub off on me. <laughs> yeah. That's how ridiculous yeah. that kind of a statement is. And there are people that don't want to do the work. They don't want to, oh. they want to just suck it off of other people and they're fooling themselves because that never is going to actually work. And, and, so, you know, they, oh. they usually end up trying to uh, nurse off of people mm -hmm. who are empathetic, very deeply empathetic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the empathetic person is like, okay, sure. Here, have some, what's mine is mm -hmm. yours. And then the day comes where the empathetic person goes, okay, wait a minute. No, I'm done. <laughs> See you later. Go, go You've become a barnacle. Yourself. You're bleaching important things out of my system. I now remove you yeah. and go away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does my hard work uh, help you, you know, because it's, part of the, the awakening process is the hard work. Yes, and exactly. You have to experience it. And you cannot, you just cannot nurse off of someone else's experience. Nope. And you got to go do the, it. You got to go do it. And, and you know. I think there I, are people I, that are so invested in their, in the story and the drama and the yeah. all the stuff that they get out of that that's very shallow and yeah. uh very um emotionally impotent and yeah. when they stop doing that maybe they'll actually get to work you know i had a friend that <laughs> For many years, we were we were friends, and and I'm putting friends in air quotes for everybody out there. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I've had those geez. friends too. They're the ones that drill holes in your boat while you're not looking, oh, they, as they're yelling when you look. Go, I'm here for you, and you're like, yeah, you're oh. down at the radiator at the bottom of the hole, uh, drilling a hole. What are you talking about? But anyway, keep right. going. <laughs> You know, it, it's such an interesting phenomenon, uh, you know, how we get ourselves into these things. And, you know, this gal really liked hanging out with me because um, I'm not like everybody else. I do have a lot of different experiences that most people don't have. And, you know, I'm a medium and I'm a psychic and, and I live in a different world most of the time, to be honest. And and I'm either going to scare you to death or you're going to think I'm really cool, one of the two. <laughs> and fortunately, most people think I'm kind of cool and, and like to hang out with me. I have a great client list and everybody is very happy. But be that as it may, she really was kind of hooked on this stuff because she couldn't do it herself. <laughs> right. And. So she would like suck off of my experiences and, you know, I just had had enough and I said, all right, enough. And I just stopped giving it away anymore. 
And yeah. boy, that was met with some bad anger. Oh, yeah, because really they're they're jealous and pathological, you know, pathologically envious that you can do those things when yeah. they are capable. There's nothing to be envious of. You can have this too. You just got to do the work. Well, pretty much, you know, and and but you know, if nothing else. Ask me if I want to share stuff with you. Right. You know, don't just come over and go, oh, my God, what new and cool and wild things happened, you know? And right. and I, <laughs> although she did come over to the house one day in my base, she was in my basement. I was at work. And um, <laughs> I had a couple of uh, deceased people who would, you know, hang out in my house and they did not like her, and she went in the basement for something, and they threw something clean across the basement at her. And nobody <laughs> else was home. She freaked out. Oh, and that's she too funny. Story, and she's like totally freaked out. And I just looked at her, and I said, well, why were you in my basement? Like, she did not get that. She didn't like it. And and I said, hey, if I went in your basement, I'd expect somebody to say, what are you doing here? And, <laughs> you know, it was hysterical. I laughed for days over that. It was great. <laughs> no. so we have <laughs> but, that is too yeah. funny. That is too funny. Well, I think what you did for your friends was was awesome and incredible. And and you know, I am just so 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 proud of you and what you do and the kind, and more than anything the person you are. I am just so proud to know you. And and ditto. Ditto. Oh, God. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but you know, it's all about I mean, I know you, and I know that what you're doing comes from a very powerful soul purpose. And, you know, you and I have talked on many occasions, and I'll say to you, now, Kristen, we got to talk about some balance here. Right. And, and, you know, because you're so intent on doing your work. And, and I'm going to say that to everybody. You know, we're all intent on doing our job every day, nine to five or whatever we do. And we always put ourselves at the bottom of the list. And I'm going to challenge everybody who's listening, particularly if you are dealing with grief of any kind, put yourself at the top of your list, not because you feel you deserve it or whatever, but because this is for your survival so that you can keep going another day, giving your gifts. Because if you don't take care of yourself and hold space for yourself, you're not going to give your gifts. You're going to be recovering from something. Oh. So that, that's my challenge to everybody out there. And I'm challenging myself and I'm challenging you and, you know, let's get our priorities in order and and learn how to hold space for ourselves and just explore it, look into it and uh, 
Go get a massage. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going. I, do I work hard? Absolutely. It's not even work. It's This is my, I can't not do what I do. And do I do a right. lot? Yes, I do. You want to be depressed yeah. for as many years as I was and then come out of that. And you'll want to fly off of mountains as well into the wonderment of how great life is when you're not depressed. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, <laughs> but also, yeah, and also, am I going, I'm taking uh, three vacations this year, three, not one, not two, but three, and one of them will be three weeks in Greece with Evelyn Ryan of the Take Your Power Back podcast, so I mean, I am definitely playing hard, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is very encouraging to, for people to hear. Because, you know, especially in this society, taking vacations is discouraged, which I think is is just a load of garbage because who who wins here? Certainly not you. But, um, you know, if we can if we can just even take a moment to think about taking a half hour a day or 15 minutes a day to hold space for yourself. Do whatever you can do that is gonna feel good. You know, watch a movie, meditate, go for a walk. I like going out in the woods. I am a big nature person. And going out in the woods and and empty your brain if you can. Go out in the woods and really look at what you're doing. Look at the plants, look at the trees, touch them, smell them, be in that moment. And these little things that you do are going to go a long way for your self-healing. So that's a challenge for everybody. And there Mm. may be a test. I don't know. I haven't decided. (laughs) (laughs) We will discover that on our next show that we do, whether Martha came up with a test for the healing room. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun. Now, see, that's a challenge. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, Martha, Uh, thank you, as always, for coming on and being a part of this incredible, these incredible people. The people that are involved in this network are just, I can't even tell you. Isn't it awesome, Kristen? Wow. Just to it be is. with such incredible people. Yep. Ugh. And well, and all with plenty of problems. Absolutely. And but they, you know, they handle it with a plum and they work through it and we communicate and you know, we're very humble and uh and while also we're a bunch of people that need to be reminded that it's okay to take a compliment. It's okay to even give yourself a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. And there you go. There's test number one. Did you give yourself a compliment today? Right. There you go. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, well I, I'm happy to be here and I love being a part of your wonderful, wonderful production and um, and I'll look forward to next time. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to The Healing Room with Martha Chesnowski on Mental Health News Radio.
I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. So